It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Taniguzzi coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen in Calgary, Alberta, so you can listen, discover, and engage. Today's guest is Colin Zopa, CEO and co-founder of Plank, a fitness and technology company. Welcome to the show, Colin, and thanks for taking the time today to be here for our listeners. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about Plank, uh, first of all, its history and how it started and, and what exactly it is. Yeah, um, so Plank has been around for about three years. Um, it's Plank with two Ks, so it's, uh, it, it resembles a, a fitness move is what we originally thought of when we came up with the name, but also a, a partnership platform. And um, basically, three years ago, we thought, um, you know, can we go and set out uh, to build a platform for health and fitness influencers that were used to um, selling PDF guides or eBooks online? Um, we thought, you know, why not actually build them an app and a platform? form that would allow us to do that. So uh, the easiest way of thinking about at least uh, the original uh, concept of Plank is almost like a Squarespace for fitness apps. Um, so we've been able to go out and build um, these custom apps for social media influencers around the world. How did you get involved and why? Yeah, you know, um, basically what, what we'd seen was that there was a lot of people out there that were already using um, these traditional PDFs or eBooks from fitness influencers and um, thought to ourselves, well, why don't we actually have a, a better platform in place to build these apps for them? I'd been in tech before and uh, worked for another startup company here in Calgary, actually, um, that was in the oil and gas tech space and um, just had recently actually been laid off from them and uh, been looking at doing a bunch of different ideas. And um, my uh, co-founder and I kind of brainstormed a bunch and this was the one that we thought, hey, let's try a little crawl, walk, run strategy and, and go and build one of these fitness apps for these influencers and see if people will, will end up subscribing. What are the benefits that you see uh, doing business in Calgary? You know, it's interesting because um, we've had, you know, copious opportunities to move to LA and other markets. LA is one that makes a lot of sense. We've got of our 62 fitness influencers, about half of them in that area. And we're actually opening up a small office down there. We have one open and we're looking to expand, I should say. You know, the, the, the juggle for us was, okay, well, Calgary and Canada has some benefits through different grant programs, um, you know, some opportunities here in Calgary when we looked at leasing out our space for some good deals on rent, given the state of the market um, versus, you know, the competitiveness on both resources, um, meaning tech talent and and how quickly the turnover is down in the States, as well as uh, a pricier market. So we decided to keep HQ here in Calgary um, to take advantage of um, some of the, the new talent coming in the market, some of the grant programs that would help us requiring the talent and um, things like office space leasing. What are the challenges that you've had uh, in doing business in Calgary or setting up business in Calgary? Um, you know, probably the biggest thing is to that point of, you know, there's people that are interested in, in, in tech and you can see the startup vibe starting to get going here. Um, it's still in its, in its early stages, you know, um, people are still trying to figure out what it looks like to be a product manager, for example, or, you know, to be a, a startup tech CTO and, and what that looks like to hire, you know, a, a, an engineer who's got a lot of experience in Swift, for example. So, you know, we're, we're finding that there's a lot more training that needs to go into that to kind of 
build that skill set. You know, and, and there are some programs that are helping with that, but you know, we're hopeful that um, you know the pipeline is going to continue to build itself. And there's a bunch of companies out there that are trying to bring um, bring people here to Calgary, um, but it's a matter of actually building that that proper skill set so that it just raises the bar of the tech talent in general here in Calgary, so that we can all win together. Why would you uh, recommend uh, this city to entrepreneurs who are looking to maybe start a, a new business? Yeah, I'd probably say one of the biggest things about Alberta that we get we get excited about is, and, and Calgary in particular, is obviously we have an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you know, you do you do see the change in the guard now <clears throat> happening with with the energy industry kind of in its current state and people, you know, thinking, oh, hey, well, if I'm 10 or 15 years into my career, I've been through two serious recessions, you know, do I really want to sustain this right now and 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 continue to, you know, cross my fingers it's going to come around and not and not come back to to hurt us again. So I think the benefit is that you've still got that mentality of people that are, you know, wanting to take some risks and whether that's being business for themselves or going join a startup company or a small tech company like uh, like one like us that's growing and and say you know what I'm going to try something new and be a part of something different here in Calgary. So I'd say that's one of the biggest benefits is just our uh, you know that entrepreneurial spirit and that risk tolerance that we have here in Calgary and and that's why we're optimistic because it's only going to continue to get better for us here. Where do you go or what do you do as an entrepreneur to sort of? Uh, disconnect from from work and maybe get inspired and, and think about businesses and 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 your uh, and your business uh in a different way yeah um huge fan of podcasts um so definitely try to spend my time um with a diverse diverse set of podcasts so you know how i built this is one that is really incredible just to be able to go and listen to the stories of some of the most successful tech founders out there um that i really recommend but then i'll try to balance that you know yin and yang of you know the work hard and then also work on the personal life as well so um you know whether that's listening to podcasts like sam harris um waking up as a, as a strong one i really recommend um to that point i also try to to meditate and yoga and, and get fitness and obviously we're a fitness focused company um and just making sure that you know that balance is being brought to my own life in order to then bring that positive nature and, and energy to you know my uh, our business every day and, and our team. Mm -hmm. What are you most excited about the business right now? Absolutely, uh, our, our latest product will be Plank Studio. Um, this has been something that we've been working up towards for a long time. Um, Plank's been you know really fortunate to have the success that we have in our short three years of becoming the world's largest fitness influencer company and working with um, you know a total social reach of 120 million people. And uh, it's kind of cool that that's headquartered here in Calgary. And um, with the launch of Plank Studio, what we've done is we've we've hand selected our top creators to actually come onto uh, the the platform, which is really easy or best described as like a Netflix for health and fitness where people can actually consume live or on demand um, workout classes at that fingertips wherever they are. And so with the continued uh, product development and user growth that we've had there and the excitement that we're seeing with both um, the users loving the product of these live stream classes that they can actually attend with their favorite creators and the creators that we put on the platform being able to connect more with their, inf um, with their community. This has always been the vision of the company is how do you bring an influencer closer to the community through technology and uh, the live streaming classes and the accountability that um, comes by way of this virtual studio that Plank Studio represents uh, has been really exciting for us and, and we're only getting started.
What's your vision for down the road with the company? Yeah, so I mean, that's that's where it gets really, really exciting with what we're doing with Plank Studio is that we see um, that just continuing to grow of how we connect the community with with uh, with their influencers that they that they're really drawn towards. You know that they that they no longer need to go and and say, okay, I'm going to sign up for this fitness class that you know I have to drive towards and um, takes 20 minutes to get to an hour to work out there and 20 minutes to drive back. I'm able to actually just sign up for a class, work with my favorite, work out with my favorite influencer, right in the comfort of my home, and get a get a true boutique experience um, from you know the comfort of their home or hotel room or wherever they are. So when we think about the vision of what Plank Studio is doing, is it's making these more high quality uh, workout experiences accessible, and um, you know we see that platform continuing to grow, um, you know beyond just uh, these live stream and on demand classes, but um, just a full fitness experience of how people are actually able to get that and bring it into their lives because obviously the fitness industry is something that people really uh, value and continues to grow and we're excited to be a part of it. Now, in hindsight, um, what uh, when you look back at uh, what you know now, what kind of things would you, you wish you had known at the time you started the company that you really know now? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, there's always something new that, that can come up every week where you're kind of like wishing that you've maybe done something differently and what you're learning. But obviously, just moving forward is, is the best thing to do that, especially in a, in a, um, a tech world where that moves so quickly. Um, I think for us, probably one of the biggest biggest things that you know we've now rectified that's really you know contributing to our success now is really just putting the the user the consumer first. So you know Plank's in an interesting in, uh, interesting position where we're kind of B two B and B two C in that we manage a lot of our partner influencer relationships and try to make their brand and their company successful while still managing the end user and the consumers that are actually, um, you know, at the end of the day, paying our bills. And so, you know, those consumers and users come by way of a follower of each one of these Instagram influencers that we partner with. And, um, you know, I think early on, we didn't put enough emphasis on just how important each one of these followers really were at the end of the day and, and how much they mean to every influencer partner that we work with. So, you know, we, we've since learned that lesson and ramped up things like our support team and, um, you know, user focused, um, you know, copy and messaging and um, just making sure that we're taking care of them because ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what makes our partners happy and makes Plank happy. So, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Yeah, I mean, tons. Um, I'd say probably the thing that we really live by here is what we're trying to implement and create for today is not necessarily the solution for tomorrow. So there's been a lot of times where we've just had to, like I said earlier, whether that's failing fast or just implement something to help get the job done before you know, knowing that that's not going to be the the be all and solution. So, you know, a couple of examples that come to mind would be our very first app that we shot. Um, you know, we didn't know if it was um, the proper method of, of shooting images as opposed to videos, but we knew it would be a little bit quicker to edit and get those uploaded. Um, we also knew it'd be faster to fly down to Miami and work with our first partner and do that shoot with her rather than trying to trust, you know, a photographer we've never worked with. So, you know, we implemented a process pretty quickly of the type of, of app that we built, which was image based that, you know, we controlled a lot more of and knowing that, hey, that this could change. And it ended up doing that as we you know moved into more video based apps with photography crews that we now trust and work with around the world. So, um, you know, just being able to continue to reiterate and and not just kind of trust something because it's working, but know that there could always be some you know better way if you can kind of look at that to improve. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got a bucket list these days. What's on top of yours? Um, yeah, we got a ton here at Plank. I'd say the, the biggest thing when you think about it is, again, we're trying to take these massive communities and connect them with their 
with their audiences and their community and, and with, and again, with the influencer that they're drawn towards, you know, when you think about one of the biggest influencers, uh, that has the largest community in the fitness space, somebody that comes to mind is the rock. And we know, we, we feel that, you know, one day we should be able to, um, offer something pretty compelling to the rock about how he can connect more with, with his community by way of a live streaming, you know, um, really engaged experience. Um, and so, you know, I think we're getting close to doing that. What about on a personal level outside of business? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is I noticed that when I'm slipping on the personal balance, it doesn't bode well for the company or for anybody that I'm, I'm surrounding myself with. So, you know, although I try to keep that daily practice and, and try to keep some sort of, you know, fitness and meditation in my life, uh, I think a big goal for me is just making sure that I'm able to sustain that because if that's not something that's um, that, that I'm able to kind of continue to contribute and work towards, it's not going to bode well for anybody. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what kind of a career or profession do you think you would be involved in? Yeah, um, I thought about that actually a, uh, a couple of weeks ago because there was a fork in the road when we started Plank and I was looking at maybe getting some more tech experience before founding this and kind of just looked at it as a if not now when and you know having started some companies before in the past and I mean exited once before I, I've realized that this is just what I love doing and so um, you know there's there's other ideas and concepts I've thought about and um, you know I've, I've really you know tried to focus a lot on even my own mental health as I'm talking about here and, and I think there's a lot of people out there that could use that same help and so whether that's something that not for profit space or the next idea uh, it'd certainly be something else <laughs> and there's a lot of things that plank still yet to do that um, hopefully we can continue to grow into what book are you currently reading yeah so i actually just finished a book uh called just listen by uh, mark golston um it's actually a really interesting book um he's a negotiator that obviously was a, a therapist by trade but comes in with swat teams and um, deals with the hostage cases and it's just a it's a really strong uh understanding with a lot of depth on how how to elicit empathy from people and understand where, where they're coming from. And uh, yeah, it's a fascinating read. If you had to, to pick one word to describe uh, yourself, what would it be and why? Yeah. And actually, I guess not to piggyback off of that, but it'd probably be empathy. Um, I think that's one of the things that I've been fortunate enough to learn a lot in my personal life and in my professional life of just how to, how to see somebody, see something from somebody else's perspective and put yourself in their shoes. And, um, you know, I think as a leader that can go a long way just for understanding the situation and, and what people are thinking and what drives them. Now, is there anything right now that's keeping you up at nights that's worrisome for you? Definitely. The most interesting thing that has been a problem that's hard to solve because it's got so many layers to it. I just feel like you're always just peeling off another one off the onion um, has been scaling. You know, no longer am I am I worried about you know starting a company, building a brand, making that profitable. You know, finding a place in the market. It's once you've done that, scaling a company is is really tough, and and just the decisions you need to make and the processes and people you need to find in order to kind of level up. Um, so yeah, that's that's something that is just a, a constant. Uh, a constant reminder at night or anytime during the day. Now, outside of Calgary, is there a place anywhere in the world that that you enjoy visiting as your favorite place? I've been fortunate enough to travel a fair bit, so um, thankful to have visited a lot of different countries and cultures. Um, probably my favorite place that always comes to mind when people ask me that question is Japan. You know, there's there's numerous reasons on the culture side, the cuisine side, the history, everything that's really interesting from a business perspective. What's what's fascinating about it that a lot of people don't understand is, um, you know, Japan was just shunned from the world uh, after World War II. You know, they didn't have any partners. Um, you know, they didn't take the deal, and then the Hiroshima bombing happened, and 
you know, obviously didn't have any allies in the East as well. And so, you know, they were kind of in a corner, you know, for, for decades there and, and became this Western version of Asia, you know, that became really innovative, you know, I think creating things like Six Sigma and becoming an automobile manufacturer powerhouse. And even today, um, 23 of the top 40 oldest, oldest companies in the world are Japanese. And there's just a lot that's said about their integrity and how they do business. And I find that really fascinating. Um, I haven't done a lot of business with Japanese people, but I'd, I'd be really interested to do that. But yeah, Japan just always retreat, intrigues me and I can't wait to go back. Uh, do you have a daily routine uh, that you follow almost religiously? Yeah, um, kind of alluded to it earlier, but a big thing for me is uh, I'm lucky enough to have a hammock in my house and here in the office. So in the morning, I, I like to make sure I get a meditation in. Um, sometimes I'll just do that on my own, or sometimes I'll use an app that helps me, um, depending on where I'm at in the rust cycle of that. But I'll try to meditate almost every day. Um, you know, then it's it's really trying to just get to the office and get at it. Um, I tend to uh, be thinking a lot before I go to bed at night about what my next day looks like, and that's why that meditation is important for me in the morning to set that day up. And um, you know, when I get home from work in, in the evening, I'll try to get some sort of fitness in of either yoga or running, or I play a lot of tennis as well. And then um, back to work for two or three hours at night um, before doing all over again the next day. I'm going to ask you kind of a different question sure. here. So imagine there's a small, beautiful tropical island in the middle of the ocean with only one phone booth and no internet. Now we're going to drop you off there with no technology at all. At any time, you can use the phone booth on the island to call the boat to come pick you up. Now, how long would you last before making that phone call? And what do you think you'd be doing on that island? <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> to be honest, I, it sounds like paradise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of my, I, I love the equator. One of my goals in life is to live by the equator at some point. You know, I, as much as Calgary is beautiful right now for these four or five months, and you know, I'm confident in building a successful tech company here. Um, you know, I, I certainly want to have a, a chapter in my life that is, is closer to the sun. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that sounds pretty good to me. So I, I would imagine myself probably never going to the phone booth unless you know I needed to somehow work a deal with the guy to bring me some supplies to start up some sort of coconut stand business or something. It depends if there's other people on the island, but it sounds like somewhere I'd want to set up shop and make it work. <laughs> Excellent. Is there anything you'd uh, like to leave us with today that I didn't ask you about? Yeah, I'd say, you know, probably the biggest thing, you know, when we're talking about business in Calgary, particular in the in the tech space and the startup space is, you know, we're at a really interesting time right now where people are really excited. There's a lot of people that get excited about getting into this space and wanting to know where to start. And some have some applicable skill sets, some don't, and that's all okay. And there's a lot of great ideas and leaders out there. And I think what, you know, is exciting is seeing more and more people start to rally together and where I'd love to see more and, and feel free to reach out to me because I'm looking for this myself. If anybody's listening to this is I'd love to see more people that are down that down that road, you know, whether having the start of a company, exited a company, going through, you know, issues like us with scaling um, and and having us connect more. You know, like one of the benefits of these these A type cities of, of tech cities around the world is that they do have that community where they can go and learn from each other. And although we have a lot of good mentorship programs and there is some money here, we need to kind of rally together to get more of that confidence, both for the investors and for the people coming into the space to kind of get that a little bit more cyclical. So, um, you know, that's the precipice that we're at right now in Calgary. That's exciting is I think we're on the verge of doing that. And I'd love to connect with anybody else that's interested in the same thing. Okay. Thanks, Colin, for being our guest on Calgary's podcast today. Awesome. Thanks again for having me. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter 
Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.